0: Hi, I'm Matt.
1: I'm Rachel. And
0: welcome to The tombstake episode 74. Right before this episode, we looked at each other and said, doesn't it sound way nicer to just go to bed? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I felt that way about nine o'clock this morning.
0: <laughs> but the show must go on.
1: The show must go on.
0: And we were running out of time to record this episode to get it out on time.
1: Because tomorrow we are going on a date day.
0: Yeah, essentially.
1: It will be lovely.
0: To celebrate your birthday that was a month and a half ago.
1: So if that gives you any indication of the past month and a half, it's a pretty good one. it will be fun, though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to see a movie. We're going to dinner, an ice cream, and a Spurs game.
0: Oliver will be with his grandparents. We won't have to worry or think about anything, which leads us into today's topic. In episode 67, we talked about the physical toll of parenting toddlers. Toddler, we have one. On this episode, we want to talk about the mental toll of parenting a toddler. Maybe specifically Oliver, but we think it probably is broader than just him.
1: Yes, our experience is limited, to be fair. These are our own lived-in experiences with our particular child. But maybe if you have a toddler or know a toddler, you might notice some crossover.
0: So we're going to do it kind of like we did the other episode, a little bit of back and forth. We'll see if we have any overlap. We haven't gone over these ahead of time. How many do you have on your list? I have four. Oh, I have four too. Wow. We're we are we're getting good at this. You wanted to go to bed at 9 a.m., so we'll let you start.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wrap this up quick. My number one mental toll thing with a toddler, especially Oliver, is... Bedtime.
0: Okay. Yeah. You got to unpack this a little bit.
1: Yeah. So I. What
0: mental toll does bedtime take on you? Because I, I can imagine some parents thinking that's the downhill part of the day. And. You know, you're almost there.
1: And I know a lot of parents who one of their favorite parts of the day is bedtime. Yeah. But Oliver has never been a kid who really slows down at bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> like, he is an, is an amazing sleeper. And so once we put him in that crib and we say goodnight, for the most part, he is out. But until then, you would think he's still at a 10, of 10 of
0: energy. It's not true every night, but it is frequently, frequently true.
1: It is most nights. So he's never been like, oh, let me snuggle up and cuddle with you in my pajamas as we read a book, getting ready for bed, and I'm going to yawn and just get all snuggly. He is not like that. He is running around like a wild man until the very last second. And so the mental toll is at the end of a day, it's like we put him to bed about 730. You are just so tired. You have had a big day of work or being with him or whatever it is. You've kind of given a lot at this last you know, stretch of awake hours to like get him tired. So Mm you run around or danced or play basketball, whatever he wants. And then you have this like list of routines of bedtime that you have to check off. And he doesn't go kicking and screaming every way, but there's usually something that he fights or prolongs. And so to me, as much as I love him and there's parts of bedtime I enjoy – it is mostly exhausting.
0: And I I do feel like I should disclose that I probably deserve a little bit of blame. Cause I do tend to wind him up a little bit.
1: You do. Right at bedtime. <laughs> sometimes
0: it's a fun I'm time. like,
1: let's let's move this party along. But it's so cute. And sometimes it's like the only time you really get to have that with him. So
0: Yeah. Well, sorry.
1: It's okay. All right. What's your first pick?
0: Yeah, my first one is going to be the interrupted dinner.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So I can't remember if we talked about this on physical toll. Maybe it counts there because you get up so much. But I can't remember the last time I (laughs) ate a meal with Oliver and did not have to get him up to get him seconds of something.
1: Or thirds or Or fourths.
0: And tonight we had the case where he was wolfing down blueberries at such a pace that he would be done with blueberries before I could get back to my seat, so I would give him blueberries and know that he wants something else. So I'm getting that too, and by the time I've gotten that, he's already out of blueberries.
1: That uh, a more, more blueberries?
0: <laughs> Which is, I'm glad that he's eating. I'm glad that he's eating blueberries, but boy, like your food's getting cold. You just see it sitting there on the plate, <laughs> and uh, granted, sometimes we ask him to wait, but yeah. if we ask him to wait
1: he then asks over and
0: over and over for it and it doesn't matter how many times right now we say yes oliver we've heard you Dada, blueberries oliver you need to wait okay blueberries now
1: which then is its own like repetition is its own mental toll yeah
0: oh for sure (laughs) yeah i mean repetition might feature heavily in some of our other ones so the interrupted dinner that's mine What's yours? What's your next one?
1: My next one, I think, is the inability to have full social conversations with oh, a Oh, Good one. Around. Yeah, we've
0: talked about this recently.
1: <laughs> we talked about this recently, but it—I mean—it is like stunning. You the lack of like full conversation you can have and I don't know some people either seem to just like press on even if they have kids or we were at a dinner last night and we were talking about something like fairly important in someone's life and I had asked the question so then I'm trying to like (laughs) listen and then Oliver comes over and starts talking to me and I like turn back around and like the story was over and it was like and this is how I ended up in prison or you know what? (laughs) that's not the story that happened yeah yeah
0: that's right (laughs)
1: But I just mean like, then you're just like, oh, I feel like I missed some vital details of that story because that is not the direction I thought we were headed with my initial question. But you just like lose pieces of conversations. Like there are so many times where I'm talking with someone and then Oliver distracts me and then I'm like, hmm, I don't know what reaction I'm supposed to have to that person who just told me something right now (laughs) because I I don't know what they just said. So do I ask? Do I just fake it? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I just love so much that your example was, and that's how I went to prison. Have you ever talked to someone and had that be the way someone ended a story?
1: No, I'm just I was (laughs) trying to be I was trying to give dramatic flair to the possibility that you just people have conversations and you just catch small parts. And there is a mental toll to like trying to fill in gaps of like pieces that you've had of conversations. Yeah. And figure out an appropriate emotional response.
0: I'm going to loop back to your bedtime one.
1: Okay.
0: Because my next one is having to deal with the same song over and over and over. But I actually want to be very clear about this. It doesn't bother me that much that Oliver wants to listen to the same songs, like in the car or when we're playing. That actually doesn't take a particular mental toll. What does start to take a mental toll is when I'm asked to sing the same song And most of the time, I'm invited to sing at bedtime every night.
1: Yeah. No, I feel this. I feel exactly the same way. And
0: there's something significantly more acute about only being permitted to have one song in your repertoire of performance than just listening to a song or album over and over. Right now, I I don't know what yours is because we actually, he wants me always to leave and we do individual bedtime at the end of the night. What's your song that you're doing?
1: Well- I think I have it worse because what he says is he says, Mama, sing nowhere to go but up. And I say, Oliver, I do not know that song. (laughs) And to which he then says, because one time I asked you, I was like, hey, do you know the words? What are the words? So now every time I say, oh, Oliver, I don't know that one. He says, no, ask Dada. I said, no, I'm not going to ask Dada. You have to pick another song. But every night (laughs) I have not learned the song, Oliver.
0: Well, there's a solution to that you could just learn the song cuz I come in and then I'm singing that song every night or two lines of it and then I just hum the rest.
1: Yeah, so then he picks, can you imagine that? That's these are both from the Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. But he knows like if you try to shortcut it, I don't know if this is your experience, but I know like parts of this song. Oh, yes. But if you try to start somewhere else or shortcut, go like go to the end. He kn- no, no, no. Part
0: that was my that was my number three actually it was sort of a follow-up subcategory you're like
1: what part Oliver I don't know what part yes he
0: doesn't describe the part he doesn't give you lyrics he just says no 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 part and then you, see you start singing he says no 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 part
1: <laughs> oh my gosh this is-, is
0: maybe the broader the broader category of them giving you instructions that they are very insistent about that are impossible to follow
1: because you just don't know I'm like child I there's so many parts to this song. Which part?
0: <laughs> yes. No, I feel you there. That is very funny. I didn't know that there was a whole conversation preceding.
1: Painful. That's a good one.
0: <laughs> What's your next one?
1: My next one is keeping track of all of Oliver's stuff when we leave the house. Oh. The mental toll of just like not losing anything, especially anything important like one of his stuffed animals or something that just feels like it would be very hard to replace Is getting harder and harder. You would think that a baby would be harder to keep track of stuff, but like Oliver takes things and then now just leaves them places. And so. And they're more
0: obscure things. And
1: they're more obscure things and more obscure places because he's running around like a crazy man. And so I just like the mental toll of having to make sure that you have everything that you brought with you when you started is a lot. And then somehow it just like piles. In the car, I mean, like it's like we were gone for weeks on a road trip, and it's been 24 hours. I just, it's a marvel. Oh the gosh, stuff I, that goes with him.
0: I co-signed the car mess, so so hard that oh. Sometimes I just look at our car, <laughs> and in fairness, all of our stockpiling things in the car might be an inherited trait. I'm not from he- you. I'm not here to throw rocks, Rachel, but I am here to speak truth. And the things I find in the car that you have left in the car—banana peels.
1: <laughs> oh, don't rat me out like.
0: I'm just saying this is—we speak the truth on this podcast. Tissues, you use tissues. I want to be clear. Orange peel, just random trash.
1: Feels like you're throwing rocks. No. <laughs>
0: nope. again, just speaking truth, and you know it. That's why you're uncomfortable. <laughs> Oliver may come by that honestly but it there's the mental toll is severe and that's I'm I'm adding to my list now it's dangerous <laughs> I know I I started talking about one but I guess it's my turn isn't it This is actually my last one because I've kind of played around with categories a little bit There is a moment of mental anguish and it is moment but it is extreme when you hear the cry of the broken nap or sleep Oh So if you're hoping for a two to three hour nap like Oliver often does and you hear a cry at hour one. It's
1: like a dagger to the heart. It
0: doesn't even matter if you sort of cognitively know like he usually can settle back down or if you hear it in the middle of the night. It you just there's adrenaline. There's I don't (laughs) even know what the hormones are involved in the mental state that you experience, but it is it is a toll.
1: It is a toll, especially if it's like multiple nights in a row. There was a couple, maybe like a week or two ago, we realized it was getting colder in our house, and so he was kind of waking up in the middle of the night, but we didn't realize at the time that that was really what it was.
0: We're really great parents. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And so
0: We're we're super comfortable in our multi multi layer, multi covers while our son's just like, I have no blankets.
1: I'm freezing in here, friends. Anyway, it took us a little bit to figure that out. And so he was waking up in the middle of the night every night. And I mean, both of us are pretty good sleepers, so we would like wake up and then fall back asleep. But something yeah, something about like that adrenaline shot and like what it does to your mind. It's really People should do studies on that.
0: I wish we did this podcast on YouTube because the far off look that you gave (laughs) as you finished that sentence felt like it just summarized Uh, this whole episode.
1: Because I was picturing it. I like you can feel it viscerally, you know, in your body. (laughs) I think that's a great one to end on because I don't really have another one either.
0: All right. Well, folks, anyone is free to write in and tell us how weak we are. I would welcome exercises that might make us more mentally tough. Obviously, well, not obviously we need it, but I, I don't think it gets much easier. <laughs> Timsteak at gmail.com. We'd love some mail. It's been a while.
1: Oh, well, I do. I These weren't official mailbags, but I do have two shout outs.
0: Okay. Mm, we'll allow it.
1: So in our last podcast, I mentioned my beef with lunches because I just don't know what to eat.
0: Oh, did someone... Talk to you about it?
1: I have two people. Oh, great. My mom sent me a Marco Polo on lunch suggestions, which is great.
0: Even what?
1: though I found it a little funny. Mom, I love you. But I also grew up with you for 20 years. So I do kind of know what you eat for lunch. <laughs> 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 but it was still very helpful. She was she was big on the prepping beforehand, which is not my skill set. I do not prep anything like she mentioned like pre-washing lettuce and then you have lettuce for salads all week and that is not my skill set I don't do that so then the thought of having a salad and having to pull out the lettuce cleaner and do all the stuff is like too much so
0: that is pretty smart so
1: I do hear that, that doing some prep at the beginning of the week but like when am I supposed to do that I don't know but it's a good point then my friend Shelby also sent me an audio message about lunches and she said that she also struggles with this. So it's a common pain point. But she mentioned soups, like in a can, which I have had a slow growing relationship with soups. So soups in a can, I've never that would be a big leap for me. <laughs> but I'm not counting it out. Yeah.
0: It's what I love about this is you talked about this desperate issue. You were open to feedback. And you've just refuted the feedback that's been given to you. Well, hence highlighting the reason you might have this problem.
1: Exactly. So, anyway, I do appreciate the feedback. If anyone else has other luck suggestions, I'm happy to hear them and also refute them for why they haven't worked for me. <laughs> anyway. The Tim's
0: take, where we rebut the mail that we desperately re- request. Do you have any other stuff?
1: I do. It is coming around to the holidays. And I just want to mention, this is a recommendation from our sister-in-law, Lauren, Mm -hmm. who a couple years ago shared the website called Dreamlist. Oh, good one. And it is where you can go and you can make your wish list and you can input things from wherever across the internets. And then you can send that list to like multiple people and then they can like reserve a gift when they decide that they want to buy it for you. So you don't have to worry about like crossover of people yep. buying you multiple things. And it is genius. And we've used it for years now ever yeah, since. several years, yeah. I use it for birthdays, Christmas, all that. It's just a super easy way to send people your list. and not Without
0: everyone having to text each other to say, what did you get off the list, et cetera, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's great. So thanks, Lauren. It
0: is. I've got two. And I'll be quick. One is the story of the 1904 Olympic marathon. I first came across this story in Nate DeMeo's The Memory Palace, and we'll link to the episode where he talks about it, which is just wonderful and worth listening to. But if you go and read the Wikipedia entry, there's even more there. One of the highlights is Thomas Hicks, who ends up winning the race, although they don't think he won the race initially when he enters the stadium. Again, you can learn more about that. Was given rat poison, brandy and egg whites multiple times in this race instead of water essentially his coaches were not giving him water and this is what they gave him to try to finish he was hallucinating by the time he finished the race there's way more that just scratches the surface on the 1904 olympic marathon my second one is i have a book that is now available for purchase
1: Ooh, and i've read it it's great
0: you read it i wrote it with my friend sam gutierrez and it's a guide to Christmas feasting. So several years ago, I remember having a conversation with someone who said, I get that Christmas is supposed to be a 12-day season, but how, what does that even mean? Like, how do you feast for 12 days? And so I put together a PDF for our church. And then now that PDF has become a book with 12 days of devotions and a bunch of ideas on how to celebrate the season and some essays reflecting on some other parts of Christmas. So if you'd be interested in buying that, you can. We'll put the link in the show notes.
1: And I know sometimes it can feel like, oh, I don't want one more thing to do this Christmas. I think you do a great job of highlighting things that feel doable or just postures to take in the season, especially like kind of, yeah, this Christmas season 12 days after the 25th of December that we don't always think about. But I find it a really helpful way to engage without feeling like it's just another thing to do during a crazy season.
0: Good. Thanks. Yeah, some of this flows out of our own family's practices, a couple of them, but there's also a whole bunch of new things. Looking forward to going through it together. So that's out there. It's live. Sam, I'm doing my job promoting, okay, for the record. Well,
1: until next time, when it's our 75th episode, and we got some news. I'm Matt. I'm Rachel.
0: And that is your Tim's Day.